I think this episode's brought to you by Dairy Queen's Hot Dogs. Dairy Queen's Hot Dogs, is it meat or is it uh, shit in a little pocket, in a little plastic? Uh, their hot dogs are so bad, it makes you want to go to bed. Dairy, Dairy Queen, hey, f- hey, fuck Dairy Queen. What's up, guys? Today's episode is brought, Dairy Queen can't even make, they can't even make a fucking blizzard. How are they going to make a fucking hot dog? Okay. Uh, welcome back to, Dairy Queen's food fucking sucks. Um, today's episode is brought to you by, oh no, wait, I, God, I, oh my God, I'm stuck in a fucking loop. I, I, I can't even make the first minute of this episode make sense. <laughs> okay. What's up guys. It's the kicks and giggles podcast. It's my name. My name is Angelo Blando. It's my name. Um, today's episode, we're going to get a little bit into, we're going to do more like relatable topics that are kind of trending in the news. I'm going to talk about my two cents on Rihanna saying no to the Super Bowl, and it's going to get a little bit politicky. Um, I'm also going to get into, you know, a lot of sneakers that are coming out, like the Pharrells and the Kendrick Lamars at the end of this episode. And in between, I'm going to do a little bit of fucking improv, okay? So this is fucking, this is this is go time. Uh, my But before we get into that, I got my question and answers, aka my fucking... Uh, I don't know, fan topics. And this guy says, talk about sneaker trends versus functionalities, meaning uh, like shoes used to be released and they would be like the Air Jordan 1 and the 3 and the 5s and all that. At the time, they were basketball shoes, right? But now that we have all these fucking shoes coming out, nobody really wears retros for basketball fucking purposes. A, because they're not comfortable B, because they're fucking like shit to play ball in. And C, uh, there's people making their own brands. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, his shoe is a basketball shoe. So he probably, I I actually don't even fucking know, but I'd guess that he plays in LeBron's, you know? And then Kyrie's and Katie's, like all these famous basketball players, they just make their own fucking shoe or they get a a collab with Nike or one of those brands, and then they play ball in them. And they're actually comfortable fucking shoes. The sad part about Jordan right now is that the shoes just aren't, they're just not there anymore. I'm a huge Jordan guy. I've been a Jordan guy since I was fucking three years old, okay? And what I'm realizing is, even though I love retro ones, I love retro threes, like the look of them is great, I wear them for fucking six hours or eight hours when I'm walking around and my feet fucking hurt. And then you put on an Ultra Boost, an Adidas shoe or fucking Yeezys or anything like that. And it's like you're walking on a fucking cloud storm, dude. You're, it's like you're, you taped pillows to your feet and you're walking around and you just enjoy life and you forget about the fact that you're lonely and you don't have friends and that you kind of are skinny and you have fucking acne on your face and girls don't really attract to you because you have a bad past and you know what I mean? Like the, I'm not talking about, I'm not saying me, I'm just saying anyone. You forget about why your life is sometimes a fucking hellhole um, and you just focus on the comfort of your shoes and for like trends versus functionality when he's saying like okay Yeezys are fucking super trendy right now but are they actually comfortable the answer is actually yes 
Uh, a lot of people think that just because Kanye West is behind a shoe means that people are going to buy it just because it's his fucking shoe. They can't uh, like they can't be quality shoes. I thought that before I even wore a pair, and then I put them on and I was like, holy fuck, this makes total sense. Like, I'm not only buying it, I honestly didn't even, I wouldn't have fucking bought them because of Kanye West. I don't give a fuck whose name is on them. When I put the shoe on, like, especially V2s, they are so fucking comfortable. Um, and Ultra Boosts take the cake, kind of, especially mid-top ones. Mid-top ones are fucking underrated, okay? You could find them, if you DM me your size and you want a fucking Ultra Boost mid-top, I could probably get them for you for under $180, which is usually retail, sometimes $200. Um, but the functionality there, it's like the, the shoes that are trendy right now, meaning like Ultra Boost and Yeezys and all that, they're actually more comfortable. And I don't really know about playing basketball because I'm not a fucking athlete, but I'd imagine that it's probably more... Like, you'd be more comfortable playing basketball in an Ultra Boost than a Jordan, you know? But if you're looking for an actual Jordan shoe or basketball shoe, then you'd probably go with LeBron's or Kyrie's or the ones that I named before. Dame's are a big one. Um, so, yeah, it's like, that's that's it. I don't know if that was a question, but if you're a woman or a man, the fucking number one thing, actually more than Ultra Boost right now that I'm fucking going with is Nike Reacts. I think they're so fucking dope. And a lot of them retail for 130 to 160 bucks. The Element 87 is the best model in those. They're better than the 55s, but they're awesome, okay? Now, everyone that doesn't know shoes, this is what they're thinking in their head right now. Oh my fucking God, what is he saying? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What the fuck is happening? No, oh my God. And you're kind of going insane. So, I'm sorry. Um, but just chill, dude. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do that anymore. I had to get a little, I know when you're hearing Kyrie and retro three and like, you just start freaking the fuck out and you're sweating and you kind of want to turn it off, but don't do that. It's over with. All right. We're not going to talk about shoes anymore. I had to answer the question. Um, the next one is famous stories. Con, I don't know what this word says confidentially stated about your celebrity customers. Guys, when you ask me questions, don't use words over fucking like seven letters. I don't know what confidentially stated means, but what I'm guessing is she's asking like funny stories about my celebrity customers. So I'm just going to give a quick few and then I'm going to get into the topics. Um, when I first met Skate Maloli, he's a rapper. He picked me up. We actually met at a Starbucks and uh, we sat down, we had coffee and we talked a little bit and then he was like, do you want to ride back to your Airbnb? And I was like, sure, that would be awesome. We get to his car and his dog was in his fucking trunk <laughs> and he has like a Range Rover. So it wasn't like he was fucking stuck. Like there's a lot of air in the car. You could see the trunk, you know, if that makes sense. You could see the back of the car from the front of the car. Um, so he drives me back to my Airbnb and then... He's like, yo, man, like, I got to walk my dog really quick. You fucking mind? Like, you want to go for a walk really quick? And I was like, sure. Hey, Skate, I would love to walk your dog with you. And I was holding two thumbs up. And um, <laughs> and we walked his dog, and it was fucking just bizarre. Just like me and Skate Maloli. Like, me being a fan of him, I, like, watched his music videos all the time, and I listened to his music, and I've watched his interviews with Vlad and shit. And it was really cool. 
so that was kind of funny. Um, I guess you guys probably aren't going to be like, <laughs> oh my God, he walked a dog. But to me, it was funny. So fucking get over it. Um, Bert Kreischer gave me a little house tour. When I went to Bert Kreischer's house, the fact that I was even in his house in the first place was fucking bizarre. But then we went into his room and we sat down and we talked about how he thinks I should start a podcast because I was really good on the mic. And we talked about Bill Burr because I'm such a big, big okay because I'm such a big Bill Burr fan. Um, I was asking him questions and like, how was it to meet him? And is he funny? And what's it like in person when you meet with these hilarious comedians? Like, are they super chill or are they still super funny? Are they high energy? You know, I was just asking him questions. And he invited me to come over next time Bill Burr was there. He said, like, if I have Bill Burr on the show and you're around in L.A., like, come come over and I'll meet. I'll let you guys meet each other. So that was really cool. Um, and it was just funny to, like, we were in his fucking closet, which was a fucking shit. Like, it was so messy of clothes. He must have had 300 outfits on the ground and, like, 80 pairs of shoes like, you could tell that he's just a fucking busy guy. It's like me when I get home after work and, like, I work, like, a six-hour shift at the mall and I just, like, take my clothes off, throw them in the corner of my room and I just want to fucking sleep. It's like if I was as busy as Burt Kreischer, my fucking room would look ten times shittier. So it, his room was really messy, but, like, I don't know, just being in his room and, like, he was showing me weird shit in his... Uh, drawer and he was showing me like shoes that he really likes that were fucking 15 years old that he still had. He showed me like SB dunks, Nike SBs. And I don't know, that was really bizarre. And I don't know, me and Sam Roberts were hanging out in his basement and I met his family and that was really crazy. We were sitting there talking about fucking action figures and like looking at all of his little collectible things. There was a lot of fun shit. It's not like funny to you guys. It was funny to me because it was like how surreal it was. And now let's get into the show, baby. Um, all right. So today I woke up and I saw a big thing that said like Rihanna rejects Super Bowl halftime show opportunity or whatever. And I don't really click on this shit a lot because I kind of know it's already going to be about politics. So I clicked on it and I fucking, I was reading about it and it was like in support of Colin Kaepernick and his whole movement, she said no to doing the halftime show. And this is just my point of view. A lot of people I know, I don't, okay, first of all, I don't really know what liberal and conservative means. I don't really give a fuck and I don't really consider myself anything. You know, I don't like pick a side. I'm not a fucking Republican or a Democrat. Like, I don't care. I just do my own thing. I like to talk about fucking shoes and like sex. All right. So anyways, I actually recorded this part, but I edited it out. And now I'm going to redo it because I sounded like a fucking idiot. And I did a little bit of research and I want to at least make... Like, I need to definitely do research if I'm going to talk about fucking politics because I just did, didn't sound right. So um, here I'm going to talk about politics and I'm going to get a little bit into this whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing. And the reason why is because I saw all of these like stories about how Rihanna said no to the Super Bowl. And I think that was a fucking stupid idea to say no in the first place. But I'll explain that later. Um, Colin Kaepernick in like 2016 
or 2015, he took a knee during the national anthem and that fucking triggered everyone. Uh, personally, I think it shouldn't have, it just shouldn't have mattered. It should, it, you know what I mean? Take a knee. All right, dude, fucking, okay, let's play football now. You know what I mean? I didn't look at it as like, wow, what a piece of shit. I thought, all right, that's sick, dude. But he uh, like did it as a protest, and he kind of made it a big deal as well. And he said, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. So it, he did this to protest against like police brutality and, and just to fucking create a movement, all right? So now, here I'm going to tell my little connection story. I actually, which maybe you're going to turn this off, and if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Because you shouldn't. Um, but like three years ago in like junior year, um, we we would get up every single morning and stand up and put our head, hand on our heart and say the fucking Pledge of Allegiance to the flag and all that. So after a while, I just started like staying in my seat. So the bell would ring for school and everybody would stand up and I would just sit down. And uh, my teachers would be like, you need to get up now. What the fuck are you like? They wouldn't say that, but they would get triggered at me just sitting there. And I didn't do it because I don't support the military or I don't fucking care about the flag. I did it because I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. Simply that like I like I sat down instead of standing because I didn't want the teacher to think she could tell me what to do ever. Okay, which maybe is shittier than Colin Kaepernick's reasoning or whatever. But I like the fact that he did it because it's like if you're going to do things for a protest, at least he's doing it peacefully and he's not like fucking starting a riot and like getting 50 million people to fucking throw bombs in the city. <laughs> you know, all the riots that have bomb throwing, at least he's not doing all that. You know what I mean? The guy's doing it a smart way and it gets his name out there and it's great for marketing and it's great for press and it's a good fucking thing to stand up for, you know? So I don't really like, I don't think like, oh, he doesn't care about our country and all like, I don't get like that. I know a lot of people are, you don't fucking disrespect the flag like that. How dare you, you fucking snowflake. I don't like, I don't get, I don't get it. So and don't like DM me and explain it. I'm just saying from my point of view, maybe it's interesting to hear someone's like opinion that doesn't give a fuck about politics. I think it's cool, you know? And but for oh, for Rihanna saying no to it is fucking so dumb. It's like a hundred and what, 150 million people watch the Super Bowl and you have the chance. I don't even think they pay you. I think they just pay for like Ever, like you don't have to pay anything as an artist and neither does your fucking like label or your team and the Super Bowl and NFL commissioners or whatever the fuck, uh, they pay for like, I don't even really know what the fuck I'm saying, but it's like basically it's covered by the NFL. You just have to show up and fucking sing your shit and then you go home. I don't think they cut a check for it. Maybe they do like a small check. But it's mainly for like exposure and publicity and like to remind people who the fuck you are. And at the same time, it's like when Timberlake did it, I think like a few months later, he had his album come out. So it's kind of like to promote your shit. It's like when um, John Cena goes on the fucking Jimmy Fallon show and then two weeks later, he has a shitty horse shit movie come out. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Or like Will Ferrell has a good movie come out. You know what I mean? So um, if you're Rihanna, why the f- Like, I don't think saying yes to the fucking Super Bowl halftime show means that you're standing with Colin Kaepernick's fucking beliefs or rights. I think it's... I want to do this this Super Bowl show because I would it's a bucket list thing for me to sing in front of all these fucking people and I headlined the Super Bowl, dude. Halftime show. Like I fuck you. If Rihanna Rihanna, if you are listening to this, fuck you, okay? Because you should have just which I know you might be. It's like if I if that was me, if I was a singer, I'd wear like a t-shirt that I'm about to sell. I'd get on stage and fucking kill it, and then I would sell all of my fucking shirts, and you just make a fuckload of money. Like, that's what it is, and I get to say, yeah, like, I get the pictures to hang up on my wall and say, like, I headlined the Super Bowl halftime show. That's a huge thing. So, I don't know. That's my that's my two cents. And then I found this video, which is cringe, but this is Kid Rock at one of his concerts. Check this out. Now he takes a knee and listen. Man, fuck Colin Kaepernick. How dare you take a knee during the fucking national anthem, you piece of shit. I smoke a Marlboro menthol and I'll fucking flick you off during my own fucking concert. It's like, is it that big of a deal? I don't I think people get too people get too involved in shit that doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, the whole Ka- like Kaepernick thing, it just shouldn't have been that big of a deal period. And then when Trump I, I hate that I'm talking about Trump right now. And this is the only this is like the first and last time I'm ever going to do it. But then when Trump said like wouldn't it be great if somebody just took all the fucking NFL players that took a knee and told them to get the fuck off the field. It's like Dude, you're it's not that it's not that serious, man. Let, let him take a knee. It would be funnier if they took a knee and then nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> because then it would just they would be like, "Yeah, you can take a knee if you want. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, we're going to say the national anthem anyways." I take the I don't know. I need to just maybe I need to just shut up. But yeah, I mean, I I think that He's like, I don't know, man. Fuck this topic. Maybe just forget it. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. I just think that people that do all that are you're just overdoing. It's like it's like football fans. Like here's okay. Here's the next topic. I guess is about sports. I'm a big hockey fan. I just watched the Blackhawks game and they won, and I'm super hyped about it. You know what I fucking do after I watch the Hawks game? I go back to my regular life. I fucking do some work on my computer, I get back to selling, I wake up the next morning, I cook, and I work, and that's fucking it. Like, football fans, though, it's like a different fucking thing, dude. Like, Sundays, religiously, they got their fucking jerseys on. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they'll wear different jerseys in the fucking mall, and they, like, go out to eat, and they're wearing a jersey, not on a football day game, and they talk about it all fucking day. And then there's like the fantasy leagues where you like make your own team and you fucking bet on like what, like, 
dude, it's a fucking, it's like, it's a game. It's an entertainment. You watch it on Sunday and then shut the fuck up. Why does it have to be like a, in like you're so involved? I like hockey. I feel like most hockey fans are the same. I feel like we watch hockey and then we're good. And then it comes on Tuesday, you watch it, and then you're you're straight. The only time I wear my fucking hockey jersey is when I go to a hockey game. I don't need to wear it on Tuesday and then talk with my friends about how great the Hawks are and then fucking the next day wear it again and then go around and say, like, fuck you when I see someone with a different jersey on. And it's like you're taking so much time into something that just doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. Am I the only podcast host... That doesn't give a fuck. I actually know Chris Delia is on my side. I got I got him. I don't think Delia gives a fuck about sports or any of that. You know what sucks too is that I love Bill Burr. I've been a fucking huge Bill Burr fan for I don't even know how many years. But the only thing that sucks is he's such a baseball fan, and like when I listen to his podcast, I can't. I just can't listen to that shit. And it's almost like I can. Just because it's Bill Burr, like I want to just hear him talk about anything, but just some of the baseball parts, it's like, dude, fuck. Like, what about the, there's got to be a majority of people, I don't know, maybe a majority of people do give a fuck about all that. But like, imagine if every week I came on my podcast and I was like, man, Darling and, and Crawford are great goaltenders and Patrick Kane really took the puck to the net. And man, this weekend, we're going to get a great battle versus the Ottawa Senators. It's like, is that's what you're going to listen to on your time? Like when you guys have me in your ear, I want you to have fun. I want you to kind of laugh at what I'm saying. I want you to relate to my stories. I want you to message me and say, hey, I thought this was funny or hey, I don't agree with this. I like to start conversation and just have a good time, you know? I don't want to fucking talk about basketball and soccer and fucking what's going on with the World Series. I don't know, man. I just, people, my point of all that was that people just overdo shit that doesn't matter. And then, you know what they complain about? They complain about their shitty jobs. They complain about money. They complain about their fucking shitty relationship. But it's like, dude, if you took more time into thinking about your relationship and maybe breaking up with your girlfriend and finding someone that you're happy with instead of worrying about who the fuck is throwing the ball 12 yards every goddamn minute, maybe your life would be a little bit better, right? Maybe if you fucking, instead of worrying about the Packers versus the fucking Dolphins every goddamn day, why don't you think about your job and how you can make more money and how you could find a little happiness fucking pocket of your life and enjoy that instead, you know? Or stress and all that. It's like, I my thing is that I want to focus on how to make my life the fucking best, right? I want to enjoy life. I don't want to give a fuck about stupid shit. And part of that's politics, which I just gave attention to. But my main point of that was to say, Rihanna, you're a fucking idiot because you should have taken the money or taken the exposure, you know? Um, So I mainly, like, this is what you get. When, When you want me to do topics that are trending on Twitter, that's what you fucking get. You know, here's another one, which this one's a little bit more fun, is, okay, the, um, so the the Mega Millions lottery right now is like 1.6 fucking billion dollars, which first of all, how fucked is that? 
that like kids in Africa and in like other like third world countries or like I don't even know what the term means, but other countries, there's like people that are so poor that they can't even afford like clean water or clothes or schools or teachers. And then over here in America, we're fucking giving out a billion, almost $2 billion just like it's fucking fun. <laughs> that's, so, that's so fucked, like just majorly fucked up to think about uh, like... And, and one, there's someone right now that in the world that is like, holy shit, like I have no water. Am I even going to live? And then in a different part of the world, there's someone that's like, dude, I just fucking won a billion dollars. Holy shit, dude, I'm a billionaire. I don't have to ever fucking work again. And they're like going ape shit. And we're, and that's the same place. It's like, does that fucking ring a bell? Does that like, doesn't that trigger anyone besides me? Am I alone on this one or what? And now, of course, if I won the billion dollars, I don't know if I'd be fucking still saying this. Well, no, I actually would. But like, to the person that wins the billion dollars, they probably don't give a fuck, you know? But I don't know. It's just, that's just fucked up. But unfortunately, it's a thing. And if I won a billion dollars, here's some of the things I'd do. You know, some people might be wondering, what the fuck would Angelo do if he got this billion dollars? Um... First of all, here's the first question is, uh, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to, I'm going to do this because I forgot that I brought this list up. It says 10 things to do when you win the lottery. Okay. Um, here's what they are. And I'm just going to kind of give my two cents based on this list. So number one says remain anonymous if your state rules permit it. So you could accept this money anonymously. That way people don't know where you fucking live. And on the news, they're not going to say like, Angelo Blando from fucking Palatine, Illinois, just won this $8 million. And then everybody wants to come fucking kill you, right? Or like steal your money or whatever. Or fucking jerk off on your car because they're mad that you fucking won the money and they didn't. Um, Jerk off on your car. So, yeah, I guess I do it anonymously, right? Number two, see a tax pro before you cash the ticket. Um, here's the dumb fucking, this is the dumb thing. So it says, you have the choice the choice between taking prize money all at once or having it paid out in 30 in- installments. Why the fuck can't I say that word? Uh, having it paid out in 30 installments over 29 years in the form of annu- annuity. Okay, God, <laughs> I know I said that wrong. Fuck, man, I don't know how to say that word, but... <laughs> I, okay, anyways, um, it, the, okay, so it's like you get it all at once, you get it lump sum, but they take the taxes out, and $1.6 billion probably turns into like $1.2 billion, okay? Or $1 billion, how fucking tragic. Or you could get the money over 29 years and it's like $100 million every two years or some shit. You know what I mean? And you get it like monthly, which monthly maybe that's like, I don't know, fucking $20 million? I don't know. Something bizarre. Um, obviously, if you take the money over 30 years, you're a fucking dumb, sh- dumb shithead. Okay? I would take the money right up front. Reasons, The reason why, the single reason why is because I could fucking die in three years and then I only got 1% of my fucking billion dollars, you know, or 20%. So 
I take the money instantly because I'll probably fucking die by the time I'm 50. Um, number three, avoid sudden life changes. For the first six months after you win the lottery, don't do anything drastic like quitting your job, buying a home, or trading up for a luxury car. Meanwhile, set aside a... F Dude, who the fuck's doing that? I just won a billion dollars. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait. <laughs> it's like... Okay, now my voice is... It's like... That's what I just did. Uh, it's like, who the fuck is going to get a billion dollars and then be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get that car two years from now. And I'm just going to chill for the next two years. Fuck you. This website is already... This is Forbes' website that I'm reading right now. Uh, so... What I would do instantly is buy a house in LA, buy my mom and my dad and my brothers, like fucking anything, like all my family members, they'd get hooked up except for the family members that I don't fuck with. Um, <laughs> just like, that's kind of it. Like there's a few, there's a few people. Now I'm not even going to say just family, maybe family or friends. There's a few people that have told me, you know, you're not going to make it or don't fucking I, like just shitty stuff. They just doubted what I was going to do. So when I, if I get the fucking billion dollars, guess who ain't getting shit? Uh, you guys is the answer to that question. So number four is pay off all your debts. That's a good one. Number five, assemble a team of legal and financial advisors. Fuck no. I wouldn't do that. I would like go to Gary Vaynerchuk and pay. I would literally pay fucking a million dollars to him to get like 20 minutes of a talk with him so he could tell me what to do with some of the money and where to invest it. And then I'd go back home. Like I wouldn't assemble a team. I would go to Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, invest predominantly. Yeah. I, I mean that kind of, I'd go to Gary V is going to help me out with that. Live within a budget. Fuck no. I have a billion dollars, dude. Uh, and then the rest of them are just dumb. Oh no. Well, eight, take steps to protect assets like getting security and all that shit, I guess. Yeah. Nine, plan charitable gifts. Here's what the, here's what I would do. If I had a fucking billion dollars, enough with this list bullshit. Um, here's what I'm doing, all right? First of all, I would go, I would take a fucking private jet. I would buy a private jet and I would fly to Africa and I'd fly to all of the places that have... Um, charities that I want to donate to and rather just rather than just handing them my money I would like live there I would build a fucking I would get the the like Bob the Builder ass fucking builders to go there wherever I'm going and build a house within like literally five days and they would just build this fucking mansion I would put a hundred million into it and build a huge house for all these fucking people to stay in with me and I would like personally want to change these people's lives rather than like giving a hundred million dollar check to a fucking website and then like who knows what they're taking out of it and then me never really seeing the effects i'd want to go there to, for like 30 day trips to these places and really fucking change these people's lives and hang out with them and have them on my podcast and just like live their lives for a few days and see what it's like i think that's super interesting um and at the same time, give them a fuckload of money and buy them food and take them out and, you know, do all that. Um, also, I would go to, after I did those trips, which would probably be about two months, I would go to fucking Alaska for two weeks. I'd stay in the best cabin possible, all right? I would hire a fucking personal chef to come there and cook me dope food. Um, 
I would like set up the most, like the dopest tent and I'd have security detail standing around my tent and I'd watch the fucking Northern Lights and literally throw my phone out and just for those two weeks just live in a fucking different universe and just be a completely different human being. Uh, (laughs) I'd probably go ice fishing, which I never would ever want to do, but I would do it there because you're in fucking Alaska. I'd want to like fucking hug a seal you know i'd want to kiss a fucking a fucking fish on the lips i'd want to do crazy shit after my alaska trip i'd buy a house in la i'd move there and now let's say i have about 600 million left i would take that money invest all of it um well i'd invest like 95% and then i'd put a few million in my bank now here's the interesting part and this is what I say what I do now, but I don't know if I'd actually do it in the, like if I won. But what I'd like to think I'd do is like I had my few week or few months of fun, right? I helped my charities, I helped my family get new fucking houses. I bought some shoes and some clothes and fun shit. But now I don't want to like set the clock back to fucking zero, meaning my fucking bank. And I would want to like still fulfill my dreams of becoming a talk show host and do it as if I had no money. You know, I'd put my money into a fucking mutual fund or invest it and then have my fucking bank account be like, it would be, there would be millions in it. So it's not like I'm broke, but I would work as if I didn't have a fucking billion dollars. You know, I'd work as if I was a kid with some money to fund my ideas And I would fucking get my ass in or on TV and try to become the youngest talk show host of fucking history, which is kind of my dream. Um, And it's not even really become the youngest. It's mainly just be a fucking talk show host. But if I won the lottery, I could probably do it by the time I'm 20. So that's that's what I do. You know, I I wanted like the journey is what's fun. Like what I'm doing right now is the fun part. Living or I'm living at home right now, but when I move to LA and I'm on my own, like that's when my life will be absolutely unreal because it's going to be fucking it's going to be legit. There's going to be like working a shitty job, probably living in a shitty place, uh meeting a lot of people and just really grinding and working my fucking balls off to meet new people and get my name out there. And it would, that's like the journey part, you know, that's, that's the waiting game of like waiting on phone calls from Comedy Central and iHeartRadio, kind of the shit that I'm doing now, but at a better, faster pace because I'm in LA. Um, it's like, I still have dreams that I want to do. So does winning, that's why, I, I don't know. It's like, is, does winning the lottery fucking ruin your life kind of? Because how much, like you could look at it as thinking like, oh, I never have to work again. I have an infinite amount of money, basically. I could buy a house, buy a car. But okay, now five years later, don't you get sick of like sitting in your fucking house? You know? Or I guess you could travel. I don't know. I, I just, I'm so in love with like the networking and working and fucking doing deals and like leveling up in my own mind and like impressing myself and making my parents proud and my family proud. I'm so caught up in that that it's like there's not a lot that I do for myself winning that money and it wouldn't stop me from like I wouldn't look at it as like thank god I got a billion dollars now I never have to fucking work again and I like no I still want to do my shit you know. So that's good. Now there's a train coming by, which is fucking super chill.
Um, I don't know. Was that a good? Was that good enough? You know what I'm noticing though is I listened to my first my first episode ever of the podcast, and it sounded like shit. I said um fifty times. I stuttered. I kind of like didn't know what I was saying, and I feel like my flow is a lot better now. Right? I don't know. So that's that. I mean, what do we cover here? We talked a little bit about shoes. We talked a little bit about uh, funny stories that I have with my comedian guys or whatever. I gave you my two cents on politics, which that's very fucking rare that you're going to get. And that's that. Um, I also didn't do this on a video podcast, even though I said I was going to do it. I fucking didn't because I procrastinate. I'm a piece of shit. And I'm a perfectionist, and I don't think my studio looks good enough for me to record yet. So next week, plan on watching that video podcast, probably. Uh, Now for the sneaker part of the podcast, which, by the way, I don't get mad at you guys if you don't listen to this. I understand not a lot of people are sneakerheads. I get it, dude. Uh, it's like a lot of people text me and say like, I'm sorry, I didn't listen to the 10 minutes cause I didn't, or the last 10 minutes cause I didn't understand the sneaker part. Guys, I get it. That's why I set it up this way. I made it. So it's a majority of like the outline is a majority of comedy because that's where I'm trying to move. And then the sneaker talk is at the end for the guys that know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, so, all right. Um, let me give you guys a few tips for all the young resellers out there that are looking to get their market or their, get their network bigger and they're looking to sell shoes and you feel like I'm only buying and reselling and I'm making 25 bucks a pair and it's not really going that well and how the fuck can I elevate or, or escalate my business uh, how can I get, you know, get the next step? What, what do I do? I'm making a little bit of money here and there, but I don't have a fucking lot of followers on Instagram. It's not really growing. You know, I don't have a huge stacks of shoes like everybody else. I don't have a hundred shoes in my fucking inventory. What do I do? Here's the, here's a few answers. All right. Um, first of all, a lot of people make the mistake of, you know, my name is John fucking Scott. And I have 550 followers on Instagram, but I also sell shoes. So now I'm going to start posting shoes on a new Instagram page called John Scott's Kicks. And now I have 12 followers and I'm telling all my friends, like, here's what you're missing. You're fucking pressing the restart button on all of your followers, which is people that are going to see your shoes. So for me, my page is called Angelo Blando. That's my personal page. I sell shoes. Why the fuck should I start Angelo Blando's kicks if I already have a thousand people following my Instagram? You know what I mean? You think, oh, they're just kids from my high school. They're not going to buy shoes. But then you start posting shit and you see, oh, look at this fucking kid. He's in my science class. He wants a pair of shoes. Oh, my fucking mom's friend follows me. She wants a pair for her son. Oh, hey, this kid wants a pair. This kid wants a pair. It's like, it's you got to start with whatever the fuck you have. If you're in high school, especially, you're around 3,000 or 2,000 students every single day. You guys should be selling 20 pairs a week or at least 10 pairs a week. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't. Every single kid in that school should know you are the person to fucking sell shoes to them. You know, um, when I was in school... I sold, you you know the stories, I sold fucking energy drinks, I sold gum, I did whatever it fucking took to make a few bucks, and 
it's like people eventually got so annoyed or like were a fan of it. There was a lot of people that didn't want to buy shit from me, you know? So they were like, fuck this kid. They were mad because I was making a lot of money. I would come to school with $2,000 in cash in my fucking pocket and pull it out and just count it in the middle of class because I was a fucking piece of shit. Uh, but the kids around me thought like, fuck you. Or they thought, holy shit, I want to make $2,000 and count it in the middle of class. What the fuck is he doing? And they would ask me questions. So it's like, it's not only the fact that I'm selling shoes. It's not only the fact that I need customers. It's like people want to know what you're doing. They want to help you. And when I was in high school trying to sell shit, a big thing that I would do is I would tell any kid in school that was like a fucking friend of mine or messed with my business or that want messed with meaning in a good way. Um, just like fucked with me, you know, I would tell them, look, man, if you could get me 10 customers to buy some shoes, I'll give you 20 bucks each pair. And I'd make it so I make $50 a pair of shoes. That way he gets 20 and I get 30. He found me the customers. He has every right to get a little bit of money and I'm fucking supplying the shoes. Like that is what a lot of people miss out on when it comes to business and selling shit is you shouldn't be worried about making the customers one-on-one -on -one and getting every single person on your own. The key is get other people to do that work for you so you could grow your network and pay them a little bit so they stay interested and keep working for you. That way, you sit back, sell your fucking shoes, and 20 people are messaging 200 people for you. All right? Now, that's some fucking fire knowledge right there. And that's like, that's huge. Replay that if you don't understand it. It's like you got a kid named John in your class and he's fucking super obsessed with you. And maybe he doesn't have the money to wear a pair of shoes like you do. And he fucks with you though. Here's what you tell him. Look, John, I'll fucking give you a pair for free if you could get me 20 customers. You know what that fucking kid's going to do? All of a sudden... He doesn't give a fuck about math class. He's DMing kids. He's messaging people. He's telling his friends, hey, mom, I know you're going to buy a fucking pair of shoes for our brother for his birthday. Buy from this kid, Angelo. I'll bring him the money to school. It's like kids, when they're going to make money, people's mind or their mindset's just fucking different, you know? And it's only for the people that want to make money. You know, there's a lot of kids in my class that sat there and would rather listen to fucking my teacher teach you how to say my name is Angelo in Spanish, and they didn't give a fuck about money. That's fine. Uh, but a lot of the other kids that were looking to get money and that wanted to fucking buy cool, flashy clothes, and they wanted to fucking be rah-rah with their fucking outfits and shoes and shit like that, those were the kids that I had working for me, and it worked unbelievably. So fuck the Instagram page. Get your kids and your classes and your friends and your cousins or whatever it is, get those guys to help you out and then you don't have to do shit and it's just fucking great. Um, <clears throat> the next thing is uh, find a local Facebook page to sell or buy on. If you live in Chicago or Vegas or LA or Miami or fucking even I think like Ohio has some um, any of these like kind of bigger cities, Boston, New York, it's like, there's a ton of fucking Facebook pages that you could go on. If you literally type in like sneaker selling on your Facebook, like go to Facebook and type in sneaker selling page and go to the fucking pages tab. I guarantee you, a lot of you guys are going to find a page that's called fucking Ohio kicks or Chicago sneakers or 
Boston reselling page, and there's going to be 10,000 people that are a part of that page, or even if it's a thousand, uh, click that page and go through it. There's going to be a lot of people that are reselling. There are so many fucking resellers in the United States that are like kids that are just fucking sitting on 50 pairs of shoes that post them all the time. I know myself cause I'm kind of one of them. Uh, I have a ton of shoes right now that are size 14, size 8, size 10, size 12, sizes that I, I don't wear that I'm just waiting on a fucking buyer or waiting for the market to go up. So if you want to sell, look on those Facebook pages. And if you don't, if you live in Chicago and you don't fucking sell shoes enough or you don't think your market's big enough, then you're a fucking idiot because it's all, it's literally in front of your fingertips. Tell your fucking girlfriend to go home a little bit early and go do some research online and you'll fucking see what I'm saying. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, a big thing is, this is not really to help. Well, it's yeah, it's to help you with your business. Is anytime you're going to buy shoes, um, definitely like tell, have them send you pictures first, right? And look online. Just look up. If you're going to buy a pair of Chicago ones, look up legit versus fake Chicago retro ones and study the fuck out of these. And any shoe you're going to buy, obviously, make sure you know it's legit. When you get them in hand, I personally have a high profile type of thing going for me on my Instagram, um, meaning like I'm very credible because of all these celebrities that I've sold to. So when people sell me shoes, 99% of the time, I fucking say, ship me the shoes first and then I'll pay you because I'm not going to take the risk, right? For some of the people that don't have that, the only thing you could rely on is pictures um, and I would say if you can, if you're going to buy something from someone that's shipping to you online, at least have them like, tell them I'll pay you half first and then ship them and then I'll pay you the rest when I get them. Something. Not a lot of people are going to do it. That's why I kind of stay away from online deals if you're paying first, but I don't know. Just be careful and make sure your shit's legit. Um, that was a little bit of fire knowledge for you guys. All right. Um, now here's my take on a few shoes that are coming out right now. Uh, the Adidas Pharrell human races. There are so fucking many of these, by the way, that I'm just sick of them. Um, the fucking billionaire black or billionaire boys club. These are super dope. I'm a big fan of them. They're striped. They pop out. They're a little bit different. They don't have fucking tie dye on them. Like the last pairs. Uh, they make sense to me because it's like billionaire boys club and they got the colorways going. It's not random. I feel like a big reason why the human race has flopped is because when you put like Chinese fucking letters and stupid tie dye or staticky blotches of color, people don't really get into it because it, it doesn't make sense. There's no story. And then you slap a $250 retail on top of that. And people like me, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not buying them. But these Billionaire Boys Club, like these ones are super dope and they're not getting a lot of hype. They dropped from literally like 600 bucks to 300 within, I don't even know, a week. Like the past fucking week, they've just plummeted. And all I want to say is if this was 2013 or 2012, it would be a lot fucking different. Billionaire Boys Club kind of fell off and I feel like they just didn't keep up. Like I remember 2010 through 2013, I was wearing like those, those fucking baseball tees that had the cone on them and there was like money signs on them and there was a ton of different designs that they were coming out with and merchandise that was fucking dope and they had Billionaire Boys Club sweatpants and I don't know, I just feel like they fell off. 
So this collab, it, it's dope, but it would have been way better. If, like, it's just late. It's not fucking, it's not the right time for this. They should have done it years ago. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, those are going to probably flop. I do kind of like the, I don't even know what they're called, the solar ones. The ones that are like, I don't know, let me look it up. What the fuck are these called? Human race solar. Yeah, the solar pack, they're kind of cool because I think one of them says like inspire on it. And that's better than like, I don't know, they'd say like empower and inspire and whatever. I like those a little bit better because you could fucking read what they're saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just my little point of my fucking two cents, huh? Then the Kendrick Lamar pair that just came out, those Cortezes that are fucking garbage. A lot of people wonder, why are these flopping? Because they're the ugliest fucking shoe ever. And nobody gives a shit about Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar at all. I think his music sucks. And who the fuck is wearing a Nike Cortez? The thinnest sole and the most uncomfortable shoe ever made. Uh, it's like, dude, you're going to collab with a shoe and that's what you pick. They're just, they're just garbage. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about them. And then there's the future of flights, which are like the Jordan 33s or some shit. It's like their annual basketball shoe. And I got to admit the, the tongue on these is dope because it has a huge fucking Jumpman logo on them. But I don't know why these are reselling. Maybe they are a comfortable basketball shoe. They definitely look like they're comfortable, but they also look fucking hideous. I think that's just how it goes. It's like when they're super comfortable and they're a basketball shoe, you just kind of exchange like looks for quality. I don't fucking know. So I hope I helped you guys out, you resellers out there uh, with my advice. And thank you guys for listening. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this fucking podcast or tell your friends about it or give me a little fucking something, all right? Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful day and fuck Rihanna, I guess.